has risen. You know, the proper response to that is supposed to be, he has risen indeed. So we have to go through a little bit of training here, all right? So let's try it again. This time, you all say as loud as you can, he has risen indeed. You ready? All across the world, they do this, by the way. I don't know why it's not gotten to Cicero, but, you know, we'll work on it. He has risen. He has risen indeed, Anthony. Not just indeed. All right, right? Try it again. He has risen. There it is. All right. Good job, you guys. Aren't you so excited today all around the world? Billions of people have already celebrated the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has risen. He came. He conquered death. And he rose again. He conquered death. He brought back from death to life. And he's still doing it today in our own lives. Isn't that awesome? We are being risen ourselves. The resurrected king is resurrecting me. Don't we sing a song like that? He has resurrected, meaning he's come from death to life, and that's what he's doing in our lives as well. How many of you need some more life? How many have some dead spots that need to come back to life, right? All of us do. We have dead places in our hearts, dead places in our minds. We have dead places in these bodies, and God needs to help us because we need new life in different areas of our life, and that's what Jesus did for us. He gives us new life, new life, new life. How many of you just love life? Anybody love springtime? Well, I'm glad there's a few of you. Um, I, I just love life. I try to get everything in. You know, uh, we talk about going on vacations and stuff this last week, um, my family and uh, uh, myself, we went on vacation and we tried just to get away for a couple of days. And then my sister said, hey, but I want to go to New York. And my other, uh, my family's like, well, we want to go to Canada. And uh, so we, they've never seen the Niagara Falls. And so I was like, well, I'll just do it both, right? So I just try to get everything in. So one day I'm in, in Niagara Falls and it's so powerful. Just, we went in those caves, you know, underneath and the water's just, just over, like at the top of it, it's just this powerful force is awesome. And then a couple days later, I'm at Yankee Stadium, which is quite almost as powerful. Well, no Yankee fans here. What? Uh, <laughs> My point is, is like I, in life, I, I've had the privilege of being able to do so many amazing things. In one week, just this week, I went to Niagara Falls and then in, uh, it was at Yankee Stadium a couple days later. And I'm thinking through my life and just different things. I've had the privilege to go to different parts in Europe and different places all through this, this um, country and through uh, the Caribbean. And I'm thinking all these great things I've been able to do. And even like as far as ministry and some of the things that we've accomplished together as a church, it's just been amazing to see God's hand upon our lives and upon this place as we continue to move forward and what he wants to do this upcoming summer. A group of us, including two of my kids, are going to Sri Lanka and India to help plant churches and help encourage pastors there. Isn't that awesome? And I'm just thinking of all these, of this what amazing life and this, these high, high uh, mountaintop experiences that I've been able to experience. But in the minute, in the moment of them, and even while uh, they're happening at times, I think to myself, these would be still nothing if it weren't for Jesus because life is so much better with Jesus. Life is better with Jesus. And so uh, even in these times of great, uh, great um, whether it's achievement or being in experiences or whatever it is, life is just better with Jesus. In my life, I've experienced the opposite of achievement. I've experienced great loss and great hurt and great pain. 
I was kicked off the sixth grade kickball team. <laughs> I wasn't pick, I was picked last in gym class before. But I've had much worse things. I was let go from a job. I've been uninvited to things that I thought I was invited to. I've been broken up. Has anybody been broken up with before? Yeah, that hurts, right? And I've actually even been through a horrific, heart-wrenching divorce. Horrible things. My father died when I was 26-ish. And these are just things we've all experienced great loss in our lives. And I've experienced great loss in my life. And I think in the middle of those times and even during those times, I even remember in the most heartbreaking times of my life, going and laying my head down on a pillow and thinking, but life is still so much better with Jesus. And I remember even in those times of laying my head down at night on a pillow and thinking, Jesus, this really, really sucks. And I remember at times him saying, Yes, it does. And the Bible says when we weep, he weeps. And when we hurt, he hurts. The whole body hurts when we hurt. And, but life in the high times and the low times of life are both equally as good as, as it's good to have that life is still better with Jesus. Amen. We need Jesus. The fact of the matter is that we all have mountaintop experiences. We all have low experiences. And the fact of the matter is that we, life is better for you when you have Jesus with you. You see, all of us want to attain more. We want more stuff, maybe more vacations, maybe more time to binge watch Netflix. Maybe we want a better car or a better house or a better life or a better wife. I mean, not me, but some of you. Um, I have the best wife. But no matter what, yeah, you guys can go. Did she do a good job last week? <laughs> we, we all have uh, this desire to want to attain more, to, to, uh, this drive to want, to desire, to have. And it, doesn't, it seems like no matter how much we get, it's never enough. If I attain this, if I get this, and we get there, and then we're like, wait, now What? I've got to go for more. I need more. And this, this quote in this book is called The Myth of the Non-Christian. And it's by a guy named Luke Holly. And he says this quote. He says, people are searching for something real and capable of quenching their thirst for a fuller existence. You see, all of us want to make a difference. We want to do more. We want to attain more. And we think that a lot of times if we just attain more things or if we get more money or if we go up the corporate ladder higher or if we have maybe, in my case, I had three kids, maybe if I get three more, that'll make me more happy, right? Um, uh, maybe we, whatever it is, we, we want to attain, we want to achieve, we want to travel, we want to binge, we want to do all these things. If I could only get more, then I will be satisfied. But there's this, this unquenchable fire, thirst within us that longs for a fuller existence, a purpose, a reason, and, uh, and why to live. And in the Bible, there's this great interaction, this story where Jesus is ministering in this one town and in this other town, Lazarus and his two sisters are hanging out. But Lazarus became sick. And by the way, Pastor Kaysen preached about this story just a few weeks ago. And you can listen to that online. You can listen to all of our messages online or on our app. I'm going to do a little take that Kaysen did on this. Well, they were in this town and Lazarus became sick and he was dying. So Martha sent 
uh, word, Mary and Martha, his sister, sent word to Jesus, who was in another town, hey, your, friend, your buddy, Lazarus, is dying. And they're all buddies. Jesus is good friends with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And a couple of days later, actually three days later, Jesus finally comes to the town, but Lazarus had already died. And there's this amazing um, conversation between Martha one of the sisters in Jesus, because Lazarus is dead. He's already been buried. And Mary stays in the house. Martha comes out to meet Jesus when he comes to town. And he's just saying, she's just saying, Jesus, if you were here, this would not have happened. Jesus, if you would have helped us out, if we, you would have done life with us, if you would have been here, this would not have happened. And Jesus says to her in John chapter 11, verse 25, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though he die, they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? And Martha goes on and says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that in the judgment day, in the last days, that we'll all rise again and that my brother will rise again. And that he'll have eternity forever in heaven with you. And most of us in this place would believe that. If we believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we will be saved. And in the last day, that when, uh, when we die or when Jesus comes back, we will be with him in eternity in heaven forever. Isn't that awesome? That's one of the reasons that he dies. And he does say this here. He does say that the one who believes in me will live even though they die, that we'll have another life after this life. They'll have a new body, the Bible talks about. He talks about the Bible talks about how these bodies are just temporary tents, that we're gonna get a new body, that we'll no longer have sickness or disease or pain and suffering, but a new body. And that's a great thing. And this is what Martha responded. She's like, yeah, Jesus, I believe that in the last day that we will have eternal life. Now, if Jesus just stopped there, life is better with Jesus just because he offers us this eternal life, right? That he saved our souls from an eternity in hell that we deserved, that he rescued us and paid the price for our sins that we've committed that have separated us from God. And like Trevin said during worship today, that if God, if Jesus did nothing else ever again, that is enough, that he saved our souls for eternity. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. But this is not where the story ends here. Because Martha says this, and then Jesus has, hears that and says, yeah, I am going to save you for an eternity. But he has, you know, I'm not promoting drinking here, but he just has a hold my beer moment. You know, he's like, hold this for a second. It's like, let me, just, let me just show you something here. And he goes out and he raises Lazarus from the dead. That Jesus in that moment rescues their friend and heals him, brings him from death back to life in that moment. In that moment. And in that moment, Jesus is saying, yes, I give you eternity, but I am also willing to do miracles in your life now. I can bring dead places in your life back to newness, back to life, back to wholeness. Life is better with Jesus. I can tell you story after story, miracle after miracle of God's intervention in my life, my family's life, this church's life, 
I, I could go, we could have podcast after podcast on miracles that God has done still today. Now, Martha, she's like, Jesus, if you were here, this would not have happened. This is before Lazarus was raised from the dead. If you were here, and a lot of times some of us feel that way, right? We think, Jesus, why did you allow this to happen? If you wouldn't have intervened, my dad wouldn't be dead. If you would have intervened, I wouldn't have had to do this horrible, whatever it might be. God, where were you, in other words? Jesus, why didn't you help? And there's many times that Jesus, it seems like, he's not on the spot. He's not there. And a lot of times we, we, we wonder and ask that question, and it is a good question. Is like, well, how come sometimes he heals people? And I've seen some miracles. I've seen uh, people healed from scoliosis. I've seen people's necks who had braces and whiplash come back, uh, be healed. I've seen backs healed. I've seen all kinds of things, amazing miracles, financial situations. Come, we, uh, Ashley, this Ashley and John, who are, here's Ashley sitting over there with their fin right there, worshiping Jesus every single uh, Sunday morning. He's this little two-year-old is over, I don't know how old he is. He's over there, he's about two. One and a half. He's over there worshiping Jesus. Do you know they tried for five years and they couldn't have children? And one day, God, we prayed. People prayed for her. And, and, and now they have three kids. Isn't that amazing? No in vitro, no medical help. God came through. And then there's other times where other couples, other people, nothing happens. Why? Why is this? And Martha is just like, God... You could have done this. You could have saved him. You could have healed him, and you didn't. And in the moment, Jesus says, hold on a second. And he goes, and he makes things right. He raises Lazarus from the dead. And in our lives, life is better with Jesus because oftentimes, maybe not every time, God comes through with miracles and more miracles and more miracles. How many of you in this place have have received or seen a miracle before? God has done something in your life. For those of you that do not have your hands raised, I am praying for you, that God is gonna show himself real to you, that he'll do something in your life, that he'll do miracles in your life, that he will show himself real because Jesus wants to be a part of your life. And then we have in this story, first of all, Jesus gives us eternal life. And again, if that alone was all, life is better with Jesus. Second, Jesus comes through and brings life now, like he did with Lazarus, like he does with miracles, like he does in our own situations, how he provides for us, how he guides us, how he does um, other miracles of healing and different things. Life is better with Jesus. And the third thing that happens in this story is Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Another scripture, Jesus says it like this, I am the resurrection and a life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Do you know this word resurrection is from death to life. He brings broken pieces back to wholeness. He brings broken hearts back to healed hearts. He brings people that are full of depression and anxiety back to peace and love and confidence, and trusting in God. You know, I don't know every person in this place. I don't know all of you that are watching online today. But I know this, that all of us have pieces in our hearts that have been hurt, that have been broken. Today, in 
the United States of America. We have an epidemic of anxiety, of worry, of depression, of fear, of guilt, of shame, which all lead to the worst suicide rates this country has ever seen. People are hurt, people are broken. But in this story, and in our story today, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And he wants to make broken places in your heart new again. <clears throat> he wants to heal hurt that you've experienced. Whether it's from other people, maybe you've been broken because somebody has betrayed you, has, mis has, has lost their trust. You've lost their trust and they have hurt you deeply. They've wounded you. God wants to heal that. Maybe it's something that you've done to yourself again and again. And you're like, I can't keep living this way. And I just can't seem to get over this. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He's come to bring life to your dead situations. Oftentimes we try to fix our own situations. We try to heal our own heart. <laughs> there should be, I wonder if there's a book, you know, how to heal a heart for dummies. But that's kind of you know, what we try to do. Like, I'm okay. You just push it aside. You bury it. You're like, oh, I'll, I'll, you know, or, or we try to uh, do some kind of, what, all different kind of things to try to heal this heart. Maybe we hide things. We try to, try to have good experiences, mountaintops experiences, so we could just forget the hurt that's going on in our heart. When Jesus has come, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is the resurrection who wants to resurrect your broken heart. He's resurrecting your broken heart. He wants to heal that broken heart. He wants to heal the things in your life that have not turned out the way that they, they should have. Would you let him today? Jesus wants to heal hearts because life is better with Jesus. Life is better with Jesus. And you can have this relationship with him. It's one thing to know about God. It's another thing to know Jesus, to have a relationship with him. You see, since the beginning of time, since God created humans, he has, wanted, he has always wanted to be with them, to walk with them, to know them and them him. But since the beginning of time, since Adam and Eve, they've turned their backs on God and gone their own ways, separating themselves from their creator. Later, God would make a covenant, a promise to Abraham. And he said, Abraham, I am going to pay for the, for the sins of people so that they can have a relationship with me again. And I want to be your God and you will be my people. What an amazing promise and your people, because I am their God and they follow my ways, will be blessed and their children may be blessed and their children's children will be blessed and their children's 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 children will be blessed, right? And all your nation will be blessed for those that walk with me. And God has had this intention to always have relationship with humankind. And even after these covenants, even after these promises, even after the sacrifices that God had, had gone through, humans neglected and turned on God yet again. And so then he sends the ultimate sacrifice, 
that we celebrate today. Jesus Christ, his son. The Bible says it like this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God made a new sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice, by sending his son Jesus to die on the cross to take the price of our sin that separated us from him. Now all of us can have that relationship with God if we just, what, believe in him. The Bible says it like this, yet while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus has come, died on the cross to make a way so that we could be made right with God so that we can be his and he is ours. Isn't that beautiful? God wants this relationship with you and life is better with Jesus. Life is better. What would happen if we included Jesus into our everyday lives. What could that look like? How would that transform us? How would that, what would we look like differently in a week from now, or a month from now, or a year from now? If we allow Jesus and us to be buds, to have a relationship with one another. What would happen if you just spent just a little bit of time every day just seeking after God? The Bible says that those who seek him will find him when they seek him with all their hearts. The Bible says that draw, it says draw near to God and he will draw near to you in the, in the book of James. If we will take effort and just spend just a few minutes every day just seeking after God, Jesus, I want that relationship with you. God, I know my life could be better with you. God, I've been busy. I've been, uh, I've been preoccupied with all these other things. But today I set aside these few minutes just to be quiet and just to be with you, Jesus. How would your life be impacted if you just spent just a few minutes with Jesus today. And what would happen on top of that if you took this word that he wrote to you, his Bible, and you spent just a few minutes every day just reading just a few scriptures and just read his word, his, his story to you, his, how he loves you and how he's created you and how he's has this good life for you and how he's given you a guidebook on how to have a better life. <clears throat> the book of Joshua says, I meditate on your law day and night so that I'll be careful to do everything written in it. The Bible says that when we do that, we'll become prosperous and successful. When we meditate on this book and when we hide it in our hearts when we learn it. What would happen if you just spent just a few minutes every day just taking a little bit of time reading this word? You know, you can actually get it on this app called YouVersion, Y-O-U version. They have devotions and everything. You can even listen to it on your way to work. You just press play, it'll come up. <clears throat> what would happen if you did, it took just a little bit of time to be with Jesus, just a little bit of time to read his word every day, what would happen in your life if you intentionally built life-giving relationships with the church that he loves so much? Here you are today. Can you guys just give it up for yourselves for being here Easter Sunday? But what would happen? What would happen if you got into relationships that would help sharpen you and, and, and cause you to become closer to God? You think that would be a good thing? And how would your lives, if you did these three things, how would your li lives look different after this, just again, just 
after a week or a month or a year? What would your life, how would your life be changed if you just started? Because I want to make a challenge to you that life is better with Jesus. It's one thing just to know about Jesus. It's another to do life with him, to include him in your life, to get to know him throughout your life. You can have this covenant relationship that Jesus paid the price for. He's the creator of all things. He created you. But you also can say no. You can say, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't want this in my life. Maybe I, I don't want any of it. Or maybe you're like, no, I'm good with just the eternity part. I'm good with the fire insurance part, right? I'm, I'm good with getting to heaven part. The daily thing, I just, you know, I just don't see it, Pastor Rich. And so you could say no to that real life now. You could say no to the resurrection part of you being resurrected, being called into what God has called you to be. You can uh, say no to, um, to fulfilling that fuller existence that God has intended you to have. You can say no to the broken parts in your life being healed, as many of us do at times without even recognizing it, don't we? But my challenge to you today is to say yes, to include it all. When I go on vacation, I like to include it all. Like, I'm gonna get the best out of this, right? <laughs> I'm trying, you know, <laughs> I used to do that with buffets too, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm paying this money. I might as well get my money's worth. <laughs> There's some things maybe we shouldn't do that with. But with Jesus, we might as well get our money's worth here. Get it all. Get it all in. I want all that you have to offer me, Jesus, not just some of it. God, I want the eternal part, yes. But God, I want the life now with you because you make life better now. You do miracles now. And God, I want the resurrection part too. I want these broken pieces in my life to be made right. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came to fix us, to fix our broken pieces. God, you've come to bring us from death to life. And we are so grateful so grateful, God. But God, we don't want just the fire insurance. God, we, we're thankful for eternal life, but God, we want you in our life on an everyday basis too. Because God, we need your help with our family and with our children and with our finances and with decisions. And there's so much, God. And we, God, we also just, we want to make a difference while we're here. God, we want to have a fuller existence. And we know we can't do that without your help. So God, we don't want just parts of you. We want all of you today. And we cry that out as a church today. God, we are sorry for just allowing you to help us in parts of our life. God, we ask that you would be included into all of our lives because we know that life is better with you. If you're here today, this morning, with everybody's eyes closed and heads bowed, I wanna give you an opportunity. Maybe you are not connected with Jesus right now. Maybe you're far from him or maybe you, you've never accepted him to be included into your life at all or maybe you've stepped away from that relationship with him. But God is crying out to you today for a relationship. He loves you. He wants to be 
known by you. And if that's you here in this place and you want to get things right with him, I'd love to say a prayer with you. I'm not going to ask anybody to come up or stand up, but I, I do want to just ask with everybody's eyes closed and heads bowed. If you're here today and you say, you know, that's me, I need to get things right with Jesus today. I need to include him into my life and I, I need to ask him to forgive me for being separated from him for this time, however long it's been. If that's you here in this place, would you just raise your hand high enough so I can see it? You say, that's me. I need to get things right with Jesus today. On this Easter Sunday, 2023, I'm going to rededicate or get my life right with Jesus Christ. I see your hands all over this place. Anybody else? I need to get things right with Jesus. I need to include him into my life. I see your hand up there. Anybody else? You can put your hands down. Would you say this prayer with me all across this place? Even for those that did not raise their hands that have already said this prayer and maybe your life is great with Jesus right now. Would you say, Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. And I'm sorry for going my own way, doing things my way, turning my back on you, ignoring you, leaving you out. Jesus, forgive me. I believe that you died on that cross, took my place for all the sins I've committed so that I could be made whole. I receive your forgiveness. Jesus, help me to live for you. Help me to know you better and better for the rest of my life. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give it up for those that just did that in this place. <clears throat> All across this place, I want to encourage you, if you did that today, whether you raised your hand or not, please let somebody on leadership here know we would love to help you with that relationship with Jesus. We've got some materials we could put in your hands to help you to learn how to pray, how to talk to Jesus, how to read your Bible, what to read. We can talk to you about being connected if you really want to include Jesus in your everyday life. You can text us at 444-2100 and we would, we'll get right back with you or you can talk to us at the connection booth after service. Come on, would you stand to your feet one more time as we worship Jesus one last time on this Easter Sunday?